spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I haven't dreamed of that moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I haven't dreamed of waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Hi, it's Ambien from Spoken Label. Thank you today for streaming or downloading another episode of Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up on beginning of the 2016 and as of speaking has currently nearly 300 sessions. The full archive is available on Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com although it is available for free for stream and download if you wish i am always grateful for any sort of kind of donation to enable to me to keep the running costs this podcast going and enjoy take care bye-bye spoken label right amanda what are we doing today we're doing spoken label yeah now why is amanda here for spoken label i'm not a guest We've got a super important guest hiding in the shadows. Yeah, we have today. And yeah, this is the first, if people are wondering, this actually is the first fresh spoken label recording after about two months now, because I took August off to just have a break. And what happened, Monday when we tried to go back and do it in the beginning of September? Your laptop died. Yep, I had a complete hardware failure. So everything got delayed for a couple of weeks and we're playing catch up now. So, But today we've got our first first guest back for, I wouldn't ever say it's the new season, but the first one back I spoke to a while. And it makes sense, Amanda, doesn't it, to have a special friend in the first one back that I spoke to, doesn't it? Yeah. Would you like to introduce our friend, Amanda? We've got Rich Davenport. Yeah, the wonderful Rich Davenport. Now, um, Rich, we met you a couple of years. Oh, we're not, we're not before we met, have we? I'm thinking about it. No. <laughs> we first spoke a couple of years ago, obviously, when your first book, Gormless, came out. And you've been on a few bits and pieces we've been involved in online since. And this is the second time you've been on Spoken Label. And you're back today to talk about your new book, Horse Troopers. So I'm going to have to ask you, first of all, Rich, why Horse Troopers? Horse trousers, basically. Oh, horse trousers. Um, oh, God. I've got horse troopers. I've never seen And that's his next book. <laughs> that your next book is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> well, basically, it came about, I was, sometimes when I'm tired, I just channel stuff on TV because I can't concentrate. And there's show jumping on. And I've got no interest in show jumping, but they also had some sort of leg coverings on. And I thought, has the human race now evolved to such an incredible point that someone's invented trousers for horses? So I Googled it, and what it was was leg wraps that the horse had on. But there was you, you can actually get trousers for horses, apparently. So I just found that fascinating. And and I thought, horse trousers, that's and um so this I was it just this is just the way my brain works. This people talk about someone who follows fashion being a, a, a clothes horse. And I think that just mutated into this character called Trouser Horse. <laughs> um, and he just made his, his presence felt, really. That was that. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, 
Amanda, would you like to ask Rich about your question about his book? I know you're very interested in one of the pieces, weren't you? Uh, what inspired you to do the panda poem where the person with the same name gets the bum bit off by a panda? <laughs> <laughs> um, again, sometimes um, words or names, I just noticed they have a lot of rhymes. With um, I try and use different rhyme schemes, basically from what I remember at school, but um, sometimes uh, I'll, I'll notice a word or a name and then, I'll re- then it just comes to mind that loads of things rhyme with it, so... Um, and I've got a cousin called Mandy as well, Amanda. So, um, and I've just, and I've got a friend called Amanda as well. So I must have been just <laughs> chatting to one of them on Facebook, and you as well, you as well, yeah. So I've set two friends called Amanda. This is a friend from school. I was thinking this because I wrote the poem a few years ago. You see, just um, so they've got two friends called Amanda, and um, I, I was the name, I, the name came to mind, and I thought Amanda Panda, and then it just it just sometimes happens where I'll think loads of things rhyme with that so i just started messing with amanda panda zookeeper and it, and it just all it just all kind of all flowed out and i thought so what i tend to do is write down all these words that rhyme and think well what could i how can i put those together and then it just kind of all went from there really oh it's, I, it's tremendous as a second book of yours rich it really is now obviously obviously people will know if they research you gormless came out two, two years ago now didn't it really almost end of mm. 2000 and 21, I seem to recall. Or oh, maybe before, mm. before that, actually. It was before that, I mean. So, yeah. I was like, it was interesting, this, because this book itself, it's got a lot of the sense of real humour that your first book's got. But you've got a couple of short stories at the end of the book now. And I know, we obviously know one of them, because we spoke to you about one a couple of months ago now. And what made you want to go along to bring flash fiction into the air? Repertoire now, and I like the word repertoire. <laughs> um, well, I've, I've only been exposed to flash fiction quite recently, and um, I think it was one that somebody shared on actually. Now I'm thinking about it, they shared it as a meme that's how flashed it was, how short it was, and it was about vampires going door to door. I can't <laughs> remember the exact thing, but it's quite a well known one. And it's, it was about vampires going like Jehovah's Witnesses and knocking on people's <laughs> doors. And it was, Amanda, you're getting ideas here now. Yeah. And it, it was okay, something like, zombies. Yeah. And, and I just, it was literally probably less than 10 lines. And I just thought, that's amazing. And 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 it, I just thought, and it was the first I've been aware of like um, flash fiction. Obviously, I'm friends with a lot of poets and writers like you guys and other people. And, and I thought, flash fiction, what's this? So I started looking into it. And I'd written a couple of daft paragraphs um, years ago, like little bits of stories, and just thought, what could I do with this? And then I had the idea of linking them all together, but they don't really link because it's all stupid gibberish. Um, And I thought, well, I'll try and polish these up a little bit um, into something that's like a a short, almost like a one-man sketch that I can do on my own, really. That's kind of what it is. It's something I could do live and it, and there's loads of different characters in it i like doing daft voices so if there's different characters in there and um and again just trying to as i go as i go along trying to improve um and 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 excuse me and 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 learn more i just thought well i want to try and make the quality of what i'm doing the best it can be for the people who are reading it so I, I'm trying to think more about just structuring stuff and how to present it and polish it and, and things like that. So I thought, well, if, if I ever look about a bit more about how people put stories together, because I've got my own way that I've been using, you know, just 
making it up as I go along. But if I, if I learn a bit more about structure and put it in, and, and you know, how to, how to structure things and develop the characters and stories and all that kind of thing, it, it might improve the quality. So I, I thought I'll put those two in just to see if people like them. And then, and also if I'm doing gigs, it might break, it might break up, um, the, just, the, just instead of just doing all poems, because I tend to do like a mix of stand up and poems and things like that. So I thought it just, it might add a little more, another string to my bow and just it, it's stuff I can like little sketches I can perform on my own and did they work written down, which is a very garbled answer. I do apologise. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything else off you, mate, is all I'm going to say there. No, it's like, Amanda, how, how did you feel about this book? Did it feel like it was putting two short stories in? Took the book in a slightly different direction, do you think? I think it works, but some of the poems are a bit like sort of poetic, poetry, sort of poetic prose, aren't they? Yeah, I think so as well. It's the pieces I've had, there certainly is a few longer pieces in this new book there is, Rich, and we both loved it, so oh, that one. It's also much. great to see as well Minty's back on board doing illustrations for you again as well. How did the relationship between the words and the artwork develop this time for you? Um, well, did it feel like it was more straightforward because it's the second book between the pair of you, Rick? Yeah, yeah. And what tends to happen is that... Um, Minty's an incredible artist and she does a lot of art workshops in schools and things like that. And we've always had the same sort of humour. Um, I mean, I met her when I worked, I think I told you guys this last time, we, were, we both worked at Waterstones in Bolton. So when it, when it came to um, getting someone to illustrate my first book, I thought, well, there's nobody else. Uh, so, so she did it. And then, and what we tend to do is I just write these um, these daft little things just to keep myself amused and sometimes cheer myself up. And and, and I send them to her. And, and the way we work is like, I'll just keep scribbling away and send them to Minty and then just see what she comes up with. And um, we, we seem, yeah, it seems to be, we're working in sync really well now. And she just comes, we've got such a similar sense of humour. Um, it's sometimes... Um, I just send it over to her and she'll come up with different ideas and say, do you think that this colour works best or this background? And, but usually I completely trust her judgment and leave her to it. And then she just comes up with stuff that's just like, just blows me away, really. It, rings, it really brings them to life. Did for, did for me on, there was um, people wondering if they go look at the book. There's a piece in it called The Cheek of It, which features mm. um, a zookeeper called Amanda, oddly enough. And uh, it was, it was, I thought it was one of my favourite pieces of the book, the first one. And I know you found it funny, Amanda, as well, didn't you? That yeah. one. Because, so, Amanda, to tell Rich what you told me, because there's a big illustration of um, a red backside on page seven. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not mine. It's no. not, the poem's not about me, and the illustration is not me. <laughs> but what is good about it, Rich, I think you're right of it, it felt. The first book was worked really well, well to in the pair of you anyway, because I thought there was it was a really well designed, executed book. This one, I think, it's like you now you know each other's style a bit more. It, it does flow really, really well, and I found it's a really, really, really good book. This one, and I think you, you made I think you made a good move, John, as you're going for a full length book this time as well, John, because obviously the first one you could argue was more of a chat book, really, wasn't it? It was a bit of a mm. shorter book, really. So, yeah, but that one, so no, it's great. I'm, I'm going to ask you about a couple of bits of the pieces because there's a couple of, I'm going to have to ask you because there's a couple of these, couple of these pieces that absolutely cracked me up, they did. And I particularly loved Dracula's Ethical Pig Farm. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell us a little bit about that one, mate, because that's titled for phenomenal, that one. 
Thank you. Well, uh, again, sometimes what inspired that, and again, this is this is a daft one. You know, talking pictures, that TV channel that has mm. all the old. 1950s and 60s TV shows and older than that. Hmm. It's it's one of the free movie channels and um, it's right up there on telly. If you go through all the all the channels and and, and it's one of the last ones there. And um, they, they were showing the original. Um, they show a lot of British films from the well from the 1930s onwards, really. And it uh, and then they show some of the Hammer Horror ones. And then they have um, they had the original sort of. Um, Bella Lugosi, I think it was, or Lon Chaney, Dracula film, and um, and something I'd never thought of. It's set in Whitby, but it was the most ridiculous description under the title. You know, when you click information on the remote and it comes up, it says a Transylvanian count gets his comeuppance in Yorkshire. <laughs> what a name! <laughs> and I thought oh. I'd never thought of the Yorkshire element of of. Of Dracula before, really. I just thought it, you can just imagine because you know Yorkshire. I've got lots of friends from Yorkshire. I love it over there, and, and I just I never thought of that kind of. And you know, people from Yorkshire have a, rep, a reputation as being really plain speaking, which I love. So I just thought of this Count Dracula showing up, flouncing about with his cape, and I'm like, oh, bugger off! Just not <laughs> <laughs> down for that round here. <laughs> oh yeah, excellent, man. No, I agree, agree with you completely with this. It's a really quite vivid piece, this one, actually. And one what I liked about it was, well, was, was the fact was, and this is what you did in this book, you did slip in a few quite longer poems, and that was one that was four pages long, and I don't recall anything being anywhere near that length in the first book, you pamphlet basically, certainly. But it's, oh, it's tremendous, absolute tremendous, that one, mate. So, and Minty obviously did an absolute brilliant illustration as well of, <laughs> of Dracula, people wondering, which has got to be seen to believe as well. So, uh, the other one I want to talk to you about is about your haiku, you said haikus as well. Like it was, um, I sent one of your haikus over to a friend of mine that publishes a haiku magazine. And she comes back to me absolutely cracking up, laughing over it. So, <laughs> but I know in the first book, obviously, I mean, like, I know you did, you did do some like quite form exercises. And for people who don't know, had you had much of an interest in haikus before you started doing your books? Funnily enough, yeah. I mean, it goes right back to secondary school, um, uh, oh, which is a strange thing because I went to well, when people ask me. What did you leave school? I'm not saying it was a rough school, but when people say, what did you leave school with? I say, all oh, my own teeth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> rough as a bird's ass, it really was. What well, We had some amazing English teachers. It was this really strange school, uh, Dean School in Baltimore. And those of us who basically survived it, I don't know if it's survivor's guilt, but we've all bonded together. But you'd get like... Um, it, it just had a really wide catchment area. So you got complete nutters. Um, and then there's some kids from a really posh estate as well. So it's like all human life was there, but it did have a reputation as you don't realize while you're there. And then I went to a different sixth form afterwards to do my A levels, and it was like, Oh, you went there, did you? And it was kind of, kind of like, but there's, there's some complete violent nutters there as well. Um, there really were, and and um, in first year. This English teacher um, basically um, taught us about haikus. And it, 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 for me, that's just one of those things that I hate, that the fact that some people are really snobby and elitist about poetry. Um, and, and, and they could be really snobby about um, 
I think it was Jacob Rees-Mogg said people who went to comprehensive schools are thick as potted plants. It's like, oh, I'm not even, I'm not saying the word that comes to mind there. And it's no, that I'll, just, I'll just say it, I'll just say it, plonker. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and exactly. And, it, and it's like, well, I went to a comprehensive school and it's like, you know, they, we had really, really good English teachers who really, you know, that, and and I just remember her saying, you know, five syllables in the first line, seven in the second, five in the third. And she taught us how to do IQs. This uh, Mrs. Alkins, she was called in the first year. And, um, and uh, another one in the we were allowed to do a talk in one lesson. And I remember one poor lad, um, had a thing for horror films and um, we all did to talk on a different subject and he brought all these posters in from all these and we were all like 12 at the time uh, and all these like 18 certificate horror films he'd been watching and, and all, all she said at the end was do your parents know you watch these? Yes miss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor lad you know, I remember it being a good talk but it was like one of them was like the bloodbath of Dr. Jekyll and they were all like these really extreme horror films and you just put these posters up on the board. Oops. So that gives you a flavour of the school. <laughs> oh, excellent, mate. Oh, he's, yeah. they're definitely characters there for that one, certainly. Now, the one yeah. that people are wondering what I sent over to my friend Alter and her wonderful magazine was, I sent over to a Mildred's gone off him. And I thought that was just absolutely crease me, that one did. About oh, the arsenic, so... Was that yeah. the sort of piece, obviously, haikus, I think, are not totally tricky things to write. Was that the one where you, it came out fully formed to you almost immediately, or did you have to think about it a bit more because of the syllable count? Um, <clears throat> I usually get an idea. When, when I get into haiku mode, I, I get I kind of get used to I, I usually have to sort of um, spend quite a while sort of polishing them and getting them to fit the format, but it that one popped out quite quickly. It's because I hate the phrase when people say, oh, it's to die for. And you think, mm, that can be arranged. So that, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the phrase. I find it a bit pretentious. So I thought, well, she's, put, well, poisoning and this, this bloke because he says it basically. So, oh, <laughs> so that, was, that was the thought, really, behind that. Um, so, yeah, that, that one popped out, but... I, I, um, the only thing I had to think about in the name, and that one was the name, because because uh, not Mildred, uh, the other bloke, because I'd used the same name in another poem, but that one came out quite quickly, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's still tremendous. Oh, it just, it just creased Thank me when I read that one point. People, you will get a chance, have a look, track it down and read that one in the book, certainly, because I think it's brilliant. But the full book's brilliant. Now, the other things I want to, Two things I want to touch on, really, Rich, in your book, because I don't want to go into tons of the book, because I want to get talking about some other stuff in a minute as well. But I know we better talk a bit more detail about your short stories at the end of the book, really, haven't we? So, so tell us about first of all, then. I'm just trying to get to the shadows hanging the ether, part one. Yeah, I mean, again, that's 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 kind of a little bit of a parody of people who take themselves a bit too seriously, because if you take the first letter of shadows hang in the ether the first letter of each word it spells shite um, <laughs> so, uh, um, so that was the idea um, and, and I was just trying to write daft stuff that takes strange random turns um, and then write a lot of these little stories and then see if I could link the characters together um, so the, the, two, the two characters, the two stories that are in there, there's a sh 
short one and a longer one, but what two of the characters pop up in the second one from the first one. So I just I just thought I'll write a series of these um little stories that aren't really connected, but I can bring the characters in and out um as they go. So and 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 it's just like a parody of people who are a bit up their own bomb, like yes, yes, I, I'm a mystical <laughs> alchemist and I write stories that speak for the stuff of the soul, you know, shadows hang in the ether. Shite. <laughs> I should have spotted that. Mando, did, did, did you not spot that? No. I oh, no. I should, I should have spent no new, no new rich plenty, plenty of wordplay, and I should have spotted that. <laughs> Excellent, mate. Okay, now, I want to give you a chance to read out some stuff in a few minutes for us, anyway, for this fantastic book. But I know there's a couple of things we need to wrap up with, first of all, because I know you're doing a gig later on tonight, actually, but this podcast will go out in a couple of weeks' time. And you've done mm. another one recently in Morecambe, which has been your first in ages, haven't they, really? So how has that been for you, returning to the um, live stage? It was amazing. It was uh, a mutual friend there was Matt Panish, who lives here in Morecambe, and he's been incredibly helpful in helping me sort of get back going with stuff. And I'm I'm still kind of shielding at the minute until the R rate's down a bit due to having ME. But um, it, it, Matt puts on... Uh, he's a big Heartwind fan, and I really like him as well. And um, in... He's brought some amazing events to Markham and, and he, he's been putting on Hawkwind's annual festival thing, Hawkfest. And um, I just got a call from him the Monday before the, the gig on the Friday and said, do you want to do 20, 20, 30 minutes on Friday night? I thought, yeah, okay. So um, I just got up there and and did a sort of half hour mix of stand-up and, and poems. What I tend to do is, is use the stand-up to introduce the poems or just to break it up a little bit, but... Um, sometimes it's not connected, but other times it's like a little introduction to the poem with a few jokes to kind of in- introduce what it's about. So, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. It, it can be difficult sometimes doing a, a gig where you're doing comedy, an event that isn't a comedy event, because people aren't, um, you know, in a comedy club, you've got a compo who comes on and warms everybody up and then gets everybody sort of ready, you know, really warmed up and clapping to bring the act on and... And people have gone there specifically to see comedy, so they're a lot more open to it. And sometimes, I've done gigs before on bills with bands, and you basically yell in to be heard because nobody's particularly interested. But they were lovely. The, the audience were absolutely lovely. They really were. Um, and um, even though they weren't really there to see comedy, I was on the second stage, and they came in, and, and thankfully I didn't they didn't throw any vegetables, which is always always a, <laughs> a bonus. Um and uh, this, you know, I could hear a few laughs, and Matt seemed pleased with how it went. So yeah, it was it was it was a lovely way to sort of um, get get back into it, really. So I'm hoping after 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 Christmas, I'm going to be out there a bit more regularly, gigging here and there. And uh, yeah, yeah. Now obviously, I mean, you know what? I'd like to ask you what you got planned next. I know you got some more hopeful gigs lined up in later in the year mm. next year. But you've been telling dropping hints toward me on like your third book as well, haven't you? Because I know you want to start having more flash fiction cropping into your books, don't you? Perhaps say two or three pieces at the end of every book now. Absolutely, yeah. So the next one, it's probably going to be a couple of, couple of years before it comes out, but um, I've started writing for it. And I've got, um, what I find with the flash fiction is um, I tend to write, to try and sit there and write as often as I can. But if it's not coming out, I don't force it. So I've got a couple of bits that are kind of half written, and need finishing and structuring a bit better. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping in the next one there'll be probably certainly three that I've got I've got underway. Um, 
and um, it's something I'm hoping I'll I'll be able to sort of carry on and, and keep them short enough um, so I can do them at gigs as well eventually if I'm if I get to do some longer gigs. But yeah, yeah, I'm hoping if, if people enjoy the ones in this book, that there'll be sort of two or three in every book from now on. Well, fingers crossed, definitely. It's like this book's been a pleasure. It really, really has been a pleasure. Thank you. So Thank you very much. Straight away with it. So, and I know, I know Amanda said the same, don't you? Because you, know, you, you've really enjoyed this book as well, Amanda, haven't you? So, yeah, yeah, it's been fantastic, mate. Now, obviously, we'll wrap up this part, Rich. Go on. So, I want you to read a few pieces in the second half, which you know was mm-hmm. small, mate. If mm-hmm. people want to find out more about you and get hold of the book, where do you recommend you go? Um, it's through my website. Uh, it's a very basic website, which I'm. Put, basically, there's just one page at the minute and a shop. Um, but I'm doing, I will be adding bits to it and doing videos of the poems and one thing and another and and, and, and adding bits to it as it goes along. But uh, the shop is open. So it's through, um, it's just www.richdavenport.com. Um, and the new book's there. And I've got some copies of the first book left. Um, and I'm doing a bargain bundle of the two books together as well. If, if so, there's, there's you can you can get both books separately, and you can get the two of them together uh, for ten quid actually. So, <clears throat> really, now I know obviously you've got to mention at the back of the book as well, and we better mention this to people as well. I'm just trying to get to the end of it now as well. About you talking a lot about comedy by therapy as well, but I know obviously you mentioned like me at the back of the book as well, haven't you? Where is it a cert? Was it? Am I imagining things? Was a certain percentage of the book? Yes, there was going over to to the ME Association as well, wasn't they? Yeah, every, yeah, yeah. I did that with the first book. I'm doing it with this one as well. Um, just doing what I can to sort of raise a little bit of money and awareness for them. Um, I mean, it's not a fortune, but I think I think the thing is, I mean, I've got what's classed as mild ME, so I can get out and about. I'm about sort of sixty percent of what a non-disabled person can do. Um, but I have got friends that. Uh, kind of bed bound and use wheelchairs and things like that with me. So it's and you know uh, so it's, it's one of those things where I think I'm in the position to sort of get out and about. Um, so I'd rather kind of I, I just feel I have to kind of raise a little bit of awareness about it just to just and, and because it's 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 one of these things where there isn't very much research and the ME Association have been incredibly incredibly helpful just in, in my situation with loads of different stuff and they're actually they're actually paying for research into ME to try and find a cure for it. So it's just to sort of, if, if I could do a little bit, just to sort of raise awareness for them uh, and a little bit of funds, then uh, yeah, I'm doing that again with this book. Great stuff, mate. I, I support you completely with that. I said, I've got a friend of mine that suffers from ME and I've seen her putting put the wheelchair for it now. Definitely, mate, so tremendous. Right, okay, we'll wrap up part one. Thank you, Amanda, for attending. And, yeah. and thank you, Rich, and we were back in. Two minutes, guys, or two shakes of the dice, I like I saying, where Mr. Davenport's going to do a few pieces for us. And he's just blurred his screen now, so that worries me now, what on earth he's going oh, to do next. Oh, no, no, I just leaned back and it blurred, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a minute, and I wasn't sure if he's going to the fancy dress then for a minute. Or comes back dressed as a horse. Yeah, oh, don't, don't tempt him, that's all I'm going to say. Right, we'll see you in one minute, guys. Oh, <laughs> man. Hi, guys. And the end. Amanda Nicholson, who's now muted herself, she has said she's not going to speak second half. She's been miserable. So, <laughs> seriously, we've got the wonderful, we've got the wonderful Rich Davenport with us, who's now going to read out a selection from this new collection. Over to you, mate. 
Thank you very much. And I'd like to thank you both for having me on the show today. Uh, it's, it's lovely to be back. And this one is one that Amanda referred to in part one. Well, you both you both mentioned this is called The Cheek of It or Zoo Drug Ring Horror. Um, and this is part of my Smuggler's Arse trilogy. <clears throat> um, I, basically, this one, I was, I was just channel surfing. There's a program on about um, customs officers searching people for drugs in, uh, in an airport. And um, they found traces of cocaine in this guy's luggage and took him off. And that made me think about smugglers. Okay, the cheek of it. A zookeeper, Amanda from Uganda, tried to reprimand a panda, but the panda bit her ass cheeks off. Did the panda understand the reprimand and was it planned or was it random when he sank his teeth in and began to scoff? Amanda couldn't sit, she had to stand because her house was in the panda, but a doctor was on hand, he slapped the panda on the back which made him cough. Amanda's cheeks came out all right, the doctor sewed them back on tight, except he mixed up left and right and now they rub against the tights. She's really struggling. The problem is they're too far open, but she's found a way of coping. In the bath, she dropped the soap in, she can fit an ounce of doping, so she's smuggling. And now, after a short time, she quite enjoys a life of crime. Her anus is a real gold mine. It's not the life she planned to seek. But now, Amanda from Uganda is even grateful to the panda. She's had his face tattooed on both her cheeks. <laughs> oh, I can't even answer that. Amanda, what do you want to say? Good point. I don't <laughs> think I'll look at the pandas the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, mate. Great, great stuff, great style, mate. <laughs> okay, mate, um, over to number, number two then, mate. No problem. <clears throat> um, I'll do that haiku that you mentioned in, 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 the, first, in the first one. This is uh, Mildred's gone off him, or she's done for you, haiku. Clive says, ooh, this cake is to die for. Mildred grins. It's laced with arsenic. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you people research that, you'll see... The actual syllable count spot on for an haiku as well. <laughs> it's not. I want to say it's a very traditional haiku. That rich would it? Would it? Would Probably you not. That? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we love it. So, okay. Thank mate. you. This is probably the, this is this one goes back a, a while and I've, I've polished it up a bit recently and finished it off for this book. Uh, this is probably the first comedy poem I ever wrote. Really. Oh it's, right. Uh, it's called Ida's Lettuce. Um. I have no idea. This just popped out and then I finished it off a bit later. Okay. <clears throat> this is quite northern, this one. Um, right. Round behind the cars, he looked a most peculiar man. He smiled and waved and curtsied and he claimed he was our stan. He said, if you have problems, I will help you if I can. I offer you solutions. I'll fetch some from the van. I thought it was suspicious. I thought it were a con. I thought he was far too early for that hot pants he had on. But... My trainer thought was hijacked. He approached me with a grin. He said, this is Auntie Mavis. If you like, I'll plug her in. He kept on with his temptations, but then the penny dropped. He comforted as lettuce. The shite talk must be stopped. That lettuce were a noble beast, a crown prince among veg. He could dance like John Travolta, and he said his name were Reg. Young Reg were Ida's pride and joy. She'd grown him as a lass. She fed him finest caviar and goat phlegm in a glass. I knew what our Stan was after. He'd come to steal young Reg. He could keep his velvet jumpsuit and his day-glow privet edge. So I said, you're not our Stan. He said, it's true. My real name's Percy. You could tell he were a wrong from the egg stains on his jersey. 
He said, I know that my behaviour has been a shame and a disgrace, but perhaps my life would change if, at the lettuce, I could gaze. And so it was, he saw young Reg and changed his evil ways. At once there was a blinding flash, the stench hung on for days. Years passed, but now we reached the sad conclusion of our ballad. Reg's leaves began to droop, and so we made him into salad. <laughs> you never cease to shock me, Reg, as I'm rich. You seriously, seriously never cease to surprise me. Tremendous, mate. <laughs> um, do you fancy, should we wrap up with get you to do an extract of one of these short stories for us? Yeah, if you like. Okay. Yeah. okay. I, I think I probably, they're probably a bit long, probably a bit long to the full piece, but what's yeah. up to you, mate? See, we go. But certainly, it could be an idea to give us an extract for it to wrap up with one of them. Uh, right. Let's try the first one. I think uh, I'll do one from uh, part one, Randolph's escape. Randolph looked up from the potter's wheel and slowly eased off the pet. I put, I put my teeth in and try that again. I'm breaking <laughs> my teeth in the nose. <clears throat> okay, take two. Randolph looked up from the potter's wheel and slowly eased off the pressure on the pedal which drove it. Not swiftly, slowly enough, however, for his stout penis was swiftly ensnared in the mechanism. Delilah ran from the moonlit patio, stirred from her reverie by the screams of her lover. Why did I tell you about doing pottery with no pants on? You ruined the vase, you shit heel! She cursed, her Bronx accent not diminished, despite three, three decades spent on foreign shores. Randolph sighed inwardly, feeling foolish that the initial attraction that drew him to Delilah had at its heart a ghoulish compulsion to be lashed by her coarse sailor's tongue, to inhale the snake smoke of her pipe with nary a care for his sinuses, to thrust his nose deep between the chasm of her stern cruel knockers, and to sing without restraint of his lust in a vulgar shanty composed in her honour. But tonight his concertina would rest silent in his backpack. Brilliant stuff. Great, great way to conclude that one, Rich. Oh, dear, dear, dear. How, how, how has it been, been for you, Dom? Have you tried reading it? You're going to be reading these out to some of these short stories live, didn't you, at all? Yeah, I'm going to try them. Um, I haven't done yet, but um, I'll see how they go. Um, I think if I can get a longer set somewhere, I might throw one in and just, just see how they go down, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think they're excellent. Um, because what's your Thank opinion, you. Amanda? Do you think it's how do you feel about those short, those short stories? I think they should go down brilliant, shouldn't they? In my opinion. Yeah, I think I think it adds something to them as well. You read it out and you have all the accents. Yeah, because like it was like people wonder if they go to your life, your feed on Facebook. You're always putting videos up, and um, I I always remember the one you did recently. You did a spoof country and western singer, a country singer one. Yeah. <laughs> and like it's, I'd love to see you going on stage with all that, all that gear in a bag. You just like pulling your back, pulling your cowboy hat out of your bag and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, I, I'm, I'm hoping that's me. That's me alter ego, Randy Gibbons. I'm hoping he's gonna. I, I'd like to do a set of all him if I could. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. At some point, yeah, yeah. You should, you should have really got to try to do an album under him because people wonder if you could hear. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard, I think I've heard, I think we've had two of them now, man. I'm sure you've done two, and there. I yeah. thought you've definitely got. I thought. Enough infinite and that to do an album, definitely. So, <laughs> oh, brilliant! Thanks. I'll, I'll think about that. Yeah, yeah. And if some of you do that, we'll get you back on again as your alter ego. <laughs> let's, let's see. Let's see you do a full set of that. <laughs> That'd be a challenge. So, but anyway, Rich, 
that's it for today, mate. And Amanda, thank you, first of all, for coming along. And I would like to say guest hosting, but it's more guest hindering, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, just, just watching, really, and occasionally contributing. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, thank you again. Seriously, to Rich Davenport. Always wonderful. When Rich is back on, who knows? We'll have you back on again, as always, mate. When the third book's out, or maybe your alternative country album's out, who knows? Thank you both for having me on, and thanks for all your support and encouragement, guys. It really, it really means a lot, and I really yeah. do appreciate it. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure having you as well, mate. Hopefully, hopefully Sunday we'll get a chance to meet you, mate, in person. But yeah, we'll, we'll deal with that another day. Right, guys and girls, Rich, hang around as always, because we've got to chat to you offline. But we'll see you all soon. This is Andy and Amanda Nichols, Rich Davenport, all signing. Spoken, mate.